<laughs> that was the sound. I don't like that. That's the sound you're supposed to make to Craig's sound. So um, now everything you say, Craig knows. <laughs> should, I, should I read our new checking account number? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Zero, one, two, three, four, five. I want to go through my usernames and passwords like, one by one. Oh, man. Sure. Do, you guys have, uh, do you guys have Alexa or any of those assistants? No. Okay, because they listen all the time, so that's yeah. Amazing. Fuck them, although they're helpful. I as do we found out have, in that smart. Google. I do have that woman on my phone. I should turn her off. Who? Oh, uh, the Google. Uh, woman. Is that Alexa? No, no, it's Google it? Assistant. No. She doesn't get it. Oh, out. Google she Assistant has no name. A Google Assistant has no name. Yeah. Wow. Oh man. <laughs> Who who killed who killed the Night King? My phone did. Uh, oh, that's the version millennials would write. When we think that DB Vice and David Benioff couldn't be any like nobody's worse than that. It's like, well, millennial DB and Davy. Everything millennials the worst somehow. I don't know why. I don't either, but I believe it. I do too. Yeah, we're all millennials. So, uh, all right. <laughs> eh. I can tell by how snarky we're being. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. All right. So we're technically already doing a podcast. I guess I'll say welcome to Mr. Podcast um, uh, with Claude. And who else is on the line? <laughs> Justin. Hey, who else we got? Hey, it's what? What do I? What do I go by on this? <laughs> you pick, you can pick your own name. What's my nom de plume? <laughs> it's, it's me, the three-eyed raven. <laughs> God, uh, you don't want to be on this podcast because you don't want anything. <laughs> right, I've, I've transcended beyond want. Except for the finale, when you want a lot of shit, don't oh, you? God. Oh, I've always wanted this. This I've never wanted anything. Ever. Everything oh. was leading to. Why do you think I rolled all the way here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he brought his own chair. This is chair. my throne. Mine so if you can't tell, <laughs> we're talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we not mention that? This is our best podcast ever already. <laughs> uh, so quick context. Talking about the Game of Thrones finale, this is Tuesday after it aired. I saw it <laughs> Sunday live. Justin and Ginny saw it just now. So their reactions are going to be a little bit more in the moment. I've had some time to process. So, yeah, guys. So what you think of the we, best we ever episode ever? Spoilered who, we just spoilered who ends up on the throne before we even said what the podcast So what? If you're listening oh, to Oh, they're going to click on it. They're going to know it's going to say Game of Thrones season finale, series All finale right. on it. If yeah. they fucking listen, they're, I mean, yeah. no offense, but like, you mm -hmm. know what you're in for. Yeah, 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 yeah you know what you're in for. All right, fair enough. Uh, horrible. Hate so yeah, it. I think we should be free <laughs> to spoil anything we want at this point, and yeah. and to do it in a you know like dramatic fashion. <laughs> so well, no, spoil while, on. Yeah, spoil it while wearing a cape or something, a yeah. monocle. That's exactly what Holding I mean. Holding that assumed. skull from the stage performances of Hamlet. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Hamlet, is that Hamlet's father? Is that who he's talking to? <laughs> 
It's or actually who's he talking to? Uh, no, it's the Lord of Bones. It's, it's the Lord of Bones. <laughs> oh God! What does the Lord of Bones want? It's I don't God. know, and neither did the writers. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I love how the Lord of Light showed up in the finale, right? Wasn't yeah, he there? that was the best part. Oh, like, that was the greatest part. Yeah, I'm here I mean, just. Could you imagine? But here's the thing, and this is this is going to come up a lot because there's a lot of places they could have made what they wrote actually work, and they didn't. But like, imagine if there was some allusion to the Lord of Light or the spirit of the Lord of Light being in Drogon, right? Imagine that idea, considering oh, what he does in the episode. Yeah. And, and he's the. This is why I hate writers because mm. they they get so close to things and and then they just don't do the thing we could we could be yeah. like that would be mind blowing if Drogon turned to John and he's like i am the lord of life or something <laughs> like you oh know what i mean God. yeah Terrifying. exactly you know where they could have done that is in the scene at the end of the battle of winterfell when the lady melisandra is walking mm. away mm -hmm. and davos is watching if she starts to take her necklace off and then she turns around oh by the way drogon is the lord of light and then <laughs> 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 I yeah. just have one more thing to say. Yeah. yeah, I'd say the only thing more important than the Lord of Light was Jon Snow's real parentage. Yeah, that was super important. Yeah. You know, I kept talking about how like, oh, they told us that for a reason. It's going to be real important. Well, so they broke that several times. They broke that cardinal rule of writing, you know, where something, you know, I I, I was talking to my boss today about the show. He's he, he liked it, and 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 I was saying, you know. The, the the Targaryen reveal didn't really do anything. And he kind of tried to argue that, you know, and, and listen, the most that it did was it put a small wedge between Danny and John to where after she yeah. lost all of the people around her and she really kind of only had John left, she didn't even have him because of that, that, you know, she's the, his, he's the greatest threat to her. But that being said, it did. She still wasn't. She still was thinking, well, John's my guy up until the moment he kills her. Right. Yeah. She was still like, hey, it can be me and you against the world. So so in one way, it did a very small thing, which is not enough. And in another way, it didn't even really matter, which is a huge thing. So mm -hmm. that's, yeah. the, like, that's the most I'll give it being deferential <laughs> is like it did a very small thing. Uh, and, and the other thing that was weird was Varus was like writing these letters. Here's the other thing that, mm. that didn't really pay off. Yeah. He's writing these letters to the to the leaders of the kingdoms that the John's true heritage, and it came to nothing. Yeah, no one it didn't matter knew, at all. No one ever knew. It came out to nothing. And then, like, I was like, you know, the Varus's death is one of the most egregious things ever. The way it happened because John and Tyrion had the same crime that Varus is being punished for and they could have easily made his crime oh daenerys caught you writing these letters and spreading her secret and now you yeah and yeah that then, would have been better oh and then you have john and, and Tyrion like not feeling complicit in in his murder because they should be dying too you know right oh man i i actually do sort of like this idea that in his last moments fairies is trying to send letters yep. to try to say and that, that it doesn't go anywhere i because that feels like realistic mm -hmm. and that feels like one of those few ways that they're holding over the thing that they used to do of mm -hmm. you know setting up a scenario where you think oh okay here's the way that the good guy is going to triumph or whatever but then no the good guy doesn't yeah, it's kind of like it reminds me of like the scene where 
Rob and Catelyn are talking about like how they're going to go like attack Casterly Rock like right mm. after the right after the red wedding they don't call it the red wedding but you know <laughs> right after that wedding uh we'll just go like mm-hmm. uh, we'll hit them where they where their home is and like it's this it's this big like oh yeah they're going to you know they're going to strike back against the Lannisters and it gets you pumped mm-hmm. up for that and then it's like yeah that didn't matter at all that was complete like you know, they have no idea they're about to die. So it's like it's a little bit like that in a way. It's like he's he doesn't know he's about to die. So, but he should know because he's Varus and he knows that he's a threat to her. And it, I just feel like he should have been like, I need to get out of here. Like you know, right? Well, he should have run away and written. I'm not. Written yeah, the I'm not safe. He was real scene. casual about the treason. Yeah. he was just like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm he's just like, gonna Trump. hang out. <laughs> oh! Casual treason. Yeah, he's a little too smart. Yeah, he just like Jon Snow walked up and he was like, hey, like, what about like, what about treason? What about you're the king now? What about that? What are you going to do? I just said it. What's your reaction? It was like, whoa, dude, calm down. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, he He should have been sneakier. It just felt like it wasn't his his way of uh, enacting his plans before was just way more subtle. It's like it's ridiculous to talk about subtlety when it comes Every to the show. Every single point, but... character got dumber this season. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. Just definitely. everybody, everybody. <laughs> yeah, just dumb. There was like a it was like that thing on Lost. Remember the early seasons of Lost where we were like. Maybe there's some force on the island that makes them not want to t- <laughs> not want to talk to each other right. about the mysteries. It right. makes them forget. It makes them not even want to leave. It just makes them. It's just weird. You know, it's just like there was some <laughs> weird effect over this season where everyone got dumber. Everyone like just forgot how to do the basic things. You know, it was, it was so weird. Okay, so let me let's let's qual- quantify this. So on the uh, you know letter grade or number one to ten, what do you give this? What do you give? Yeah, what do you give? Let's just talk about the finale. What do you give the finale? I give it an S.3. <laughs> Wait, what's the scale? You said, you said 11, 1 and 10 being ultimate disappointment? Yeah, or like or like A to F, like F. Letter grade. <laughs> yeah. Letter grade. Ten a letter is grade good. or a numerical grade. Whichever 10 is one you good. Prefer. Zero okay. would be bad. A is good. F would be bad. All right, all right. Thank you, Professor. Yeah, yeah. He gets paid the big bucks for that kind of thing. (laughs) I feel like we owe you two issues. I'm sorry, we said S.30. Yeah, you you on the lookout for his bill. Yeah, I I definitely bill by them. Yeah, you know, that's hard for me to say because, you know, I think everybody going in, and I've seen this in a few of the reviews that I read briefly while we were getting set up for this that uh there you know the standard that you hold something to is really dependent on what your expectations are and Mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of people say my expectations were rock bottom so you know it was you know it was fine and that's i don't know yeah which means which sort of doesn't say a lot right if your expectations are low and then you thought it was okay then that's not really a a good sign right if you say hey uh uh, do you recommend this restaurant and you're like well we went there we had zero expectations and it was all right like i don't think i want to go to that restaurant yeah i mean if 2014 me had seen this episode i would have been ready to dracaris all of hollywood (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice but wow. i think i'm gonna say at least you'd have a reason 
True. 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 Is revenge not a reason? Motivation. Yeah. And that was before my character arc. So it would make sense. Right. Uh, I don't know. A C. I'm going to say a C. Yeah. Yeah, So I was going to say, like, to me, it depends on how you think about it. Like, as a standalone episode, I think I agree. It was like a C, maybe a C minus, like, not great, you know, Mm -hmm. five Mm -hmm. or so. As a series finale, mm. uh, worse in my opinion. I like as a series finale, it's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever mm. seen. It was like competently filmed. The color grading was fine. <laughs> um, the sound was clear. I could hear what people were saying. But um, it ended with. Well, nobody the... cares about all that. You, it was. Uh, it was yeah. On a story level, like there were there were some moments that I thought were decent. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, you know, in terms of being a series finale, I, like, I was okay with a couple of the ending points, even though I think they didn't get, they didn't earn any of them, really, but they just kind of put them there on screen, like, here's the end, like, okay, I wish they could have actually made the story get there instead of just like, and here's the thing, but, um, yeah, I would probably... I mean, I hesitate to give it like the worst grade ever, but how about D minus or something? Whoa. Maybe maybe a two or a three for a series for a series finale. At standalone episode, it wasn't that bad. It's just the only reason why it seems so bad is because it's closing out this long series. Great to me, like book wise, I like the books. I think it's a really interesting story. There's a lot of great stuff that happens, especially earlier on. And mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. a payoff to that and the characters, like there's a lot of really good characters on the show. I just feel like it's a, uh, it, it's t- a total disaster on that front. So that, so that's why like, I can't really grade it as a single thing. It's cause it's more than one thing. It's an episode and it's a series finale. What, uh, what grade would you give to the scene where you find out that Braun has been appointed oh, to the small council? And oh, that Samuel Tarley has written a book called A Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> was did he not become the Hurley of the show? Totally the Hurley. I, I was like, wow, you're Hurley. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> he, he's always been Hurley. I've yeah. always thought of him as the Hurley of the he, show. Yeah, but it's like it was like way too much. Way too yeah. much. Yeah. Um, Uber Hurley. I would give it, I think I'm sort of inverse of Justin. I feel like I give it. I think it's a better finale than it is a standalone episode because I thought overall where the characters ended up, I was generally happy with how they got there was problematic, which is the whole problem of this whole season was, yeah, was the execution was, was sloppy, but kind of the overall point and goal. I don't have a huge problem with uh, the biggest thing, you know, brand, I, the scene with Bran uh, uh, be- becoming uh, the king, I thought was weird because Tyrion kind of conflated a lot of different reasons on why he's the best choice. And so if, if you pick through each reason, I think they have various levels of merit. So like the first reason was he has the best story. And I think that's the less that it has the least amount of merit because I think Sansa's story and Arya's story is great. Yeah, it's so not true. Bran's story yeah. is like a fucking mess. Like His, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's and it and it kind of yeah. it works in a way that it's it's uh it has a cyclical nature where he's the one who you know the the thing with 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 Jamie push him out the window sort of started this thing, and so he kind of he's sort of ending it. So I, I like that idea, but 
to him having the best story, I don't think was, was really true. And I think Tyrion didn't do a good job articulating why Bran's particular story would would be good for the for the for the public to hear like like what about his story makes it suitable for the people to say ah oh, yeah we like his story the best you know what i mean i didn't really understand right. what He's in particular about his story yeah exactly yeah and like oh is it you know like because he could have said you know something like brand the broken you know this 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 boy who would be king you know, having this disability and then actually becoming king. And and that's what the people need to hear. They need to hear a triumph over adversity. They've just been slaughtered by dragon fire and the rule of all these tyrannous people. So they need to, so they, they can put themselves in brand shoes and they're the broken people now. And they need to know that they can one day become great. You know, like, tell us why that really is yeah. apt for the people. So they skipped over that. And the biggest reason I think they chose brand, which I agree with, in terms of like the 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 sort of hierarchy of how the 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 you know power is wielded over these people is the idea that with choosing Bran he can't have any heirs not you know I love the line of you know uh, sons of kings or bastards or whatever or assholes or whatever I thought that was a great line they could all understand that because they all have been tormented by sons of kings mm-hmm. but this idea that we're going to go to this new paradigm where where rulers are chosen and not just a birthright thing. So like, to me, like that is the number one reason to choose brand. There's no other reason that's more important than that one reason. Cause that changes the paradigm and no other character can fill those shoes. All the other reasons I thought you could nitpick and say, no, nah, this doesn't really work. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I hear that. I, I think, um, I thought that was a very dumb and unsatisfying choice. I don't know who likes that choice really over Sansa, who I think is a much more compelling story Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. terms of triumph over adversity and all of this. Um, And much more relatable given that, for example, she's still like identifies as a human being. (laughs) Um, But I, I think like his, it was good to see someone finally call out the asset that he is because we really have not seen mm-hmm. his we haven't seen him leveraged for what he has but i also think it's like really i i don't like the idea that he would even go to this convening that just doesn't seem to fit for me i mean you think about the previous mm-hmm. uh three-eyed raven you know, who who stayed in this tree for so long that roots grew into him, like waiting for for Bran. And, and now Bran is just like going down to the capital so he, he can become care. king. Yeah, it's super weird. I mean, it really, it belies the whole conflict with the Three-Eyed Raven and, and the Night King. It seems yeah. like, like, yeah, you should go be the Three-Eyed Raven. And that line everyone is harping on justifiably of like, he said a couple episodes he doesn't want anymore. And so it's, and then it's weird to have the flip side of that being, why do you think I came all this way? You know, so it's, so it's like, okay, dude, are you, so in hindsight, is it like you don't want anymore because you understand how things will play out? So the concept of wanting is, is fruitless because you can see the chess pieces, you know, the chess moves as they, as they're being, you know, so is it, is it this like semantics thing that you don't want anymore, you know, but like, cause, cause there's no need to want when you have this knowledge, you know? 
Like, I, I'm like, is that what we're supposed to think in hindsight? Because it's super weird to be like, yeah, because he's not even like the reluctant king, you know, which is the sort of trope that John was, you know, sort of fulfilling. Like, oh, I don't really want it, but he's the one who should be chosen, but, you know, in this sort of archetypical way. But um, yeah, it's uh, the brand thing was super weird. It was, I mean, I listen, I think Sans is the best choice in general, but I think for the idea which I was most interested in, which is there's no more Iron Throne, there's none more monarchy. Like I, to me, like that was the most bold thing the show could do that I was really hoping for. I was glad when the Iron Throne got melted and I'm glad that they left it with, we're going to try this new form of, you know, how we choose our rulers. I love that. And I don't think you get that with Sansa, you know, because she could get married and have kids and then we're back to this whole, the heirs rule everything, you know? Um, but I think yeah. to please the fans, I, I, I'm upset for people who, you know, and I'm one of them who was team Danny this whole time. And then she turns to the Mad Queen and that's upsetting. And then Sansa has such a great story and, you know, played by a great actress and, and you really are rooting for her the whole time. And then like, she doesn't, you know, it's it's this weird thing where she doesn't get the thing everybody knows she should get. And, you know, when you don't have women writers on staff, you know, and you make these choices where you choose men over women in these sort of ways and, and, or, and women get these sort of treatments that don't sit well with people, it's tough, you know, it's tough to, to, to you know, it's sort of indefensible, you know. Yeah, I, I do. I do like that she ends up Queen of the North and she just says, you know, we're not we're not going to bow to a Southern King. Yeah. And, I, you know, yeah, I, even, I think that even her, you know, brother, sort of. Right. Uh, like you would think that that would like overcome that. But yeah, I think I think like it was sort of a consolation prize, but I think it also makes sense. I don't know. I, it, it sort of makes sense to me to have Sansa of North as opposed to like ruling the whole thing but i don't think i mean the brand thing's weird to me um yeah it's, and then it's, it's, right and then he he rolls out of his first you know small council meeting to go like what war can do a dragon like you got this I person didn't, yeah i didn't like that i because it made it, it seem like he was going to convince drogon to come back or something which the, I whole, guess. Point, the whole point should be yeah. there's no more like we're done with that there's no more right, dragons that's anymore. dangerous yeah i was surprised yeah. the dragon actually survived to the end of the show i love that he happened. carried he carried a plot point out the window with him he picked up danny and flew <laughs> like he's literally like no funeral no need to mourn no need yeah. to tell anyone else he's yeah. just gonna carry that plot point away okay so let's yeah. talk about the dragon scene because i'm really conflicted about this i think there's this weird like um, levels of intelligence that they're showing us dragons potentially have. <laughs> and, I, and I'm curious where you guys land on this because I think there's like, there's certain things I agree is probably true. And then there's certain things I'm like, I don't know if I want to give the dragon that much credit. So I'll lay these things out <laughs> and you tell me, you tell me what you guys think. So the very baseline is like, Drogon saw a pointy thing sticking out of his mother. He looked at oh, the no. chair. And oh, you saw no. that the chair has pointy things on it. And so in a more, in a less intellectual way, he destroyed the Iron Throne because he sort of, he sort of, it, it connects to this metaphor that, that the, this power thing is the reason she's dead, but it's more about something physical with this chair. I'm just going to destroy this chair. So that's the basic, basic level. The next level up is Drogon knew, Drogon destroyed the Iron Throne because he knew it was this seeking of power that it, that killed his mother. 
in this sort of uh, you know metaphorical way, um, which you know which gives the dragons a lot of intelligence and a lot of emotional <laughs> psychology. I know and it would be highest, nice true but... and then the highest level is this idea that not only that not only did he put the pieces together but he also knew that his mother's greatest plan was to break the wheel and he oh just, my God. i'm gonna break the wheel i'm gonna do the thing she couldn't do and break the wheel so there's kind of three levels the highest being the the most intelligent and and emotionally you know, adept dragon there is. So where do you guys fit on that and your, your assessment of that scene? Do you want, do you want to, uh, shaking your head? I just, I don't know what I think. It's, it's like, okay, there's like, there's like multiple ways to think about it. So, so there's, Okay. Oops. Uh, so there's a, edit that out, Craig. Anyway. Um, uh, so uh, uh, there's like the idea that of like, okay, uh, let me try to explain. So like what the writers meant versus like, what do I think is realistic for a dragon versus like, what do I think should be the answer in the story? If I were writing it, I don't know. You see what I mean? It's like like hard to know what perspective to try to take there. Well, um, what did you what how did you take it? Like what do you what if you were if you were going to interpret that scene, what do you how do you interpret it? I mean, I feel like I feel like the pointy chair thing is like <laughs> is that logical explanation, but it just it just seems well, I'm, yeah, I know. But it just seems like it seems like a you know, it's that seems a bit silly for such a pivotal moment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like, it's, there's something goofy about like, oh, the, the pointy chair yeah. killed my mommy. Like, really? <laughs> that's that's how the Iron Throne is destroyed? Like, okay. But I, I agree that like, you can't give him too much credit. Like, I thought, I thought that in the moment, it felt to me like he, I don't know if he even knew that Jon Snow did it, but if he did, then uh i felt like he might have he might have given him an, a pass either because he's a targaryen or because he had earned their trust before or something i thought that it was just a way to take out his uh you know feeling of grief of you know losing his mother basically like, and he just was... blew fire on like the nearest thing and and he just didn't kill john because he I don't know. Okay. He had some, so, some so, weird. So the chair was just the chair was at the wrong place, wrong time. That was my impression. Yeah. That it was just there. It was the thing yeah. to burn. I didn't necessarily think he was like, I'm gonna burn that chair. Yeah. I, that's how it seemed to me when I watched it. That but, was my okay. impression as well. And and I just interpreted that he he just didn't like it, it wouldn't have occurred to him that John would have killed his mommy. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe he didn't really think about that. Yeah. People, he didn't know. see it happen. Yeah, so you know, dragons are you know in fantasy are supposed to be very intelligent, and there is there is a slight idea that they can understand. Like my boss, I was talking to my boss at work about this, and he was saying, well, you know that scene when uh, when Tyrion is trying to free Viserion in the dungeon, and he tells him, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, don't eat me, blah blah blah, and Viserion like, you know, sticks his neck out and helps him out to to, to oh, undo yeah. the thing. Yeah. So there's this idea that maybe they can understand. Uh, you know the language they're speaking uh and i, I don't know if i want to go so far so they they really understand the like 
sociopolitical machinations of all these people, right? Uh, but but I my take is is sort of I'm in the middle ground. I think he understood because there's the other thing too, which I think the books delve into more. But I think it's supposed to be true in the show that Daenerys and or potentially all the Targaryens, but Daenerys and and the dragons have an emotional some sort of emotional link, right? So, so that plus the yeah. idea that dragon is supposed to be intelligent, I think it's not unreasonable that that he knew what the chair represented, and that that's the thing she wanted, and that that's the thing that killed her. Uh, I I think I stop at saying he wanted to break the wheel for her. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's a that's, that's a like an extra level of like metaphorical intelligence. But I yeah. do like the idea that he knows the significance of the throne yeah. and it's way better. The, it's just yeah. it's it just, is better. They, did, they didn't earn it. That's my problem. Right. Is that's a, that's the best interpretation in terms of it being a good story point. But like they didn't earn it. They didn't show us. You know, imagine, imagine if after, after, um, after, you know, Daenerys has Drogon burned entire city, that the beginning of this finale, Drogon's depressed, <laughs> right. you know, because he understands what he did, you know, yeah. and maybe there's some, yeah. line, he has some line about that, you know, just, just to set up this idea that he's emotionally intelligent. He was sleeping yeah. in the snow, like, that's could cute. that have anything to do with it? I don't know. Wow, well, that's the that's class, weird. you know, you know what we say when we're feeling depressed, right? You say you feel blue or you feel like a dragon in the snow, right? So I feel like a dragon the... curled up sleeping in the snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it snow? Line. Was it snow or was it ashes? I think it was snow for no apparent like reason. snow to me, yeah. So winter well, actually did come to the south. It has to. Well, yeah. Because it seemed like winter was already not a They good showed time. a green plant growing north yeah, of the wall, did. and I was like, you did gotta they? be kidding me. Yeah. Oh, I was waiting for that yeah. moment. Yeah. The final scene. In the final scene, right yeah. Right before John rides off into the fucking sunset. Yeah, with oh, like- I missed it. Just, I want to come back to that, but yeah, no, you, they cut down to a little, um, like a little that green was my whole like, thing. things poking I do, up. I do want to say real quick though, if dragons are really that smart, which I'm not versed in fantasy, uh, they need to explain why in an earlier season, the dragon just like charred some kid. Hmm. You know, like there's a scene in Marine where a, a you know a shepherd shows up with his child mm-hmm. burnt to a crisp saying you know oh dragon. well because dragons take what they want yeah that's that whole thing they do oh, okay they so like they're just because they be... feel doesn't mean they aren't not assholes exactly they're supposed to be as smart as people basically yeah wow yeah. so okay. they can they can they can commit crimes <laughs> so i don't like that um i don't really like dragons and I think the show did a really intense job early on this like propaganda campaign of trying to convince America that the show wasn't fantasy and that it wasn't about dragons. But I got to say the show's kind of about dragons. Mhm. Yeah, uh I didn't really catch the thing you're talking about this they were trying to convince people the show wasn't about fantasy. Yeah, I just feel like early on it was like no fantasy everybody they just had people convinced they had me convinced that it's not really fantasy like yeah there are knights but it's not like when you've seen them before and yeah there are dragon eggs but the dragons are all gone and like mm, I, I don't know you they, know what i mean like they, didn't, they were they wanted to dip their toe in the fantasy water but not dive in yeah but then they dove right in 
Yeah, they they hooked us, and then anyway. Okay, so dragons, dragons, fantasy, fantasy. Um, oh yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, I did see this thing from Railroad about. Sorry, George Railroad Martin thank about. You. Um, just to clarify, uh, about, um, the dragons, like someone said, um, you know, who, um, uh, who would win if it, if the, uh, what's the dragon from the Smaug, uh, <laughs> uh, or, you know, or Drogon or something. And he was like, yeah, um, you know, I, I would like to say that Drogon would win just cause it's like my dragon or whatever, but. Um, he's like, Smaug can talk and my dragons aren't really like that smart. So I, I think the dragons in this story are not intended to be as smart as maybe other dragons in other fantasy stories. Sure, Drawn there's definitely is, a spectrum. Drawn yeah, is so cute though. Oh yeah, I'm, you and know. And that scene is really sad. It is. That when he does the, but you know, it's only sad because like, dogs do that kind of like it's not like we just transfer yeah i mean that's it's not sad because it's a dragon doing it it's sad because we're transferring our emotions from when real pets do it which (laughs) i i'm not really making a point about anything i'm just stating a fact i know it's true but i mean drogon is sad i mean yeah well he also is a war criminal uh (laughs) now that's a question that's interesting as like somebody was you know the smarter he is the more responsible he is well and right and so they there's this meme going around called the goodest boys and it's like this (laughs) pretend poster for a new show featuring drogon and ghost uh you know they're the goodest boys and then like so that was going around, so I replied to it and I said, I said, Drogon just like burned thousands of people. He's a good boy. And then the lady responded with, um, there are no bad dragons, only bad queens. And then I responded, <laughs> I responded with, well, if he's smart enough to blah, 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 the, the throne burning scene, I think he's smart enough to understand his culpability in the slaughter yeah, of thousands Nemo of Dracarys. <laughs> no, it, it, it's a good point. I, I, because I was kind of thinking that what was at stake in your earlier question was really the difference between the way that a viewer might read the scene versus what intent Drogon might have. But you're right; there is more at stake, which is like understanding Drogon's level of intelligence, so that we mm-hmm. know how responsible to hold him for what happened at King's Landing, just to the mm-hmm. way that you would, uh, you know, a general following orders. Yeah, know? exactly. Like imagine that scene in the, in the previous episode, uh, the bells where, you know, it's the scene where Danny's supposed to be making up her, her mind to yeah, actually I'm sorry, slaughter can we just like not say Danny? I hate. Do you hate that? I hate it. I forgot. We're we're speaking verbally, so I don't have to shorten it for, for brevity. <laughs> I could say Daenerys without my fingers. Uh, I, I only like it because typing it out is, uh, I'm like, how do I spell it? I actually okay. feel like that's why Railroad uses it. I, yeah. just, just because, like, it's irritating to type Daenerys. It's, like, yeah. very very difficult word to I get it but it annoys me and it also feels like you know are there any men on the show who have nicknames uh, well not shortened versions not of shortened ver- like diminutives yeah. I, no, right. yeah, you're I don't right. mean like the onion knife. Johnny Snow doesn't everybody say Johnny <laughs> little Johnny <laughs> Snow <laughs> <laughs> 
Tie-tie, right. Lannister. Yeah. <laughs> tie. Um, yeah. Hey, listen. Point taken. Queen Daenerys it is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, no, no. If I, I can remember. If I could. Yeah, I was just going to say, if I could remember her full title, I would totally say it. But <laughs> it's Let's too see, long. Of Dragons, Breaker of Breaker Chains. chains Grassy. Wheeler of Wheels. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little oh, high and mighty. Boy. Yeah, sorry, uh, I interrupted your point. Yeah, you so my point was uh, in terms of in terms of the building up this scene where Drogon uh, melts the Iron Throne. Like, imagine in the previous episode that you know the she she's won the battle. They're ringing the bells, and you know it's supposed is that little shot where Daenerys is is sort of deciding to make it personal, as the writers claim that shot is supposed to tell us. And this is when she starts, you know, really mowing everybody down who she doesn't have to, right? Like, imagine if she starts to launch flying with Drogon and he hesitates, or she says Dracarys and he hesitates. And just yeah. one little, just one beat, one beat of showing he understands what's happening. He's not just like a gun she's shooting, right? right. Like he understands what's happening. He's a, he's a, his own intellectual creature, and that one little thing can now be a setup for, oh god, you know, it was one thing when my mom made me, you know, burn all these people, but you know, I believed in her because she's my mom or whatever. But now I have to destroy this throne because I'm not only upset my mom is dead, but I'm upset that I killed these innocent people because I'm a smart intellectual dragon. So, Yeah, that that would be interesting. I, I don't know how they would tell us that. I know how they could maybe nod to that. Yeah, but, it, all it has um, to do is hint at it. It doesn't have to be overt. It's Because basically every time she says Dracarys, he burns something. So all they have to do is one time show her saying Dracarys, and he kind of hesitates, and then she says it again, and he finally does it because he's got to obey. Yeah, but instead they choose they choose to show us nothing. Nothing. Of that interaction, <laughs> you know, we don't we don't see her. We just see the flames, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's that face tough. she makes is the last time we see her, right? In that episode. In that yeah. episode, yeah, 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 mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Which which I think is very strange. I was reading a review of that um, last episode, the previous one, the that pointed that out and. Yeah, I do think that's weird. I mean, I think like that's background to why this last one um, wasn't great. It's just like it, it is really hard to make such a terrible move like that and then to somehow like pull it together where like, oh, no, actually, it was great. And and actually, the last episode was good after all, like they really had nothing. It's like they did finally get Daenerys to talk and. Yeah, she didn't really have a good story to tell. It was, uh, I was really disappointed. I was hoping there would be like some more hesitation or mm -hmm. some sense of, some sense of like, maybe I did go too far. It, but it, they can't. She was just they, like all so, in. Yeah, so here's the thing. And this is, I think it's a good, it's like, I, I admire, I admire the craft of this. I don't necessarily like it as a thing I got from the story, but I admired that they took the main heroine of the show and it ultimately made her the main villain of the show. I mean, the Night King was actually no real threat when it came down to it. Uh, and she was which the ultimate, she, which is dumb. And she was the ah! ultimate villain, which is, which, which, which I like just as a, as an exercise, as an intellectual exercise. Like I don't like the, the social implications of that. 
I don't like what it did to fans of both genders who 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 identified with this character and liked this character and wanted her to succeed because I was one of those people. I, I think it 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 just it let it's a sour taste in people's mouth to see her become the villain. But just as an academic thing, I, I think yeah. that's super yeah. cool. It's super yeah. cool to be like the main villain was this blonde girl we did we we thought was the hero the whole time. You know, I thought I think that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's interesting. I, I think it's a little bit too fairy tale for Daenerys just to have been really great mm-hmm. and ending up on the throne. Like I, I, that doesn't seem very interesting to me. Yeah, and so it makes. I thought you know I knew that if John was going to kill her, you know, leading up to this episode, I'm trying to think. Okay, well, how's this all going to play out? I think she has to die. So mm-hmm. what's what's going to be the reason? And this idea that well, she's not done. You know, she's gonna yeah. do what she did in Kingsley, because that's right. the thing for John. I think I was like, well, what's gonna make John have to kill her? And the, the idea is she's gonna keep doing this. Like if if she had just stopped here and she was happy at King's Landing, John could have made peace and he wouldn't have been pushed into killing her. But the idea that she's gonna keep doing this and she's the only one who knows what's good, and everyone else who I love that line, like. Yeah, what about the other people who think they know what's right? And she's like, yeah. well, they don't get to choose. <laughs> I get yeah. to choose because I can burn them. Yeah, I mean, that that says a lot. I think the scene with John and Tyrion, man, mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage is, as always, doing a lot with the he writing. He is the ends. whole show. It's, you know, like him being cast as that character is almost 50% of why the show was ever good. Like... He really has done a lot from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, he has been a consistently great character. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really interesting. Um, and he's almost always almost always what he believes is the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is what the, the viewer should believe. With the, ex- the big exception being the, the thing with uh, Becerra. Uh, you know, Vars. with Varys. Mm-hmm. Yeah where varies uh, yeah oh i, I nobody I knows varies. i gotta hear railroad say because i just found it from him it's dothraki so i you know i i don't know how you're supposed to say it. there's like di- a different there's a way on the audiobook there's how they say it in the show and then oh, there's how railroad says it and it's like who even fucking knows what the anyway the, the point is like i've heard both they're also <laughs> yeah. called laser swords i was just gonna throw in uh on daenerys um uh, or Daenerys or whatever, um, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, uh, I totally agree that, um, academically I have no problem with the idea of the storyline mm-hmm. that she turns evil. Like I, it's, you know, it's like, it's like Shakespearean in a way, like it's, mm-hmm. it could be really dramatic. I just think like, I think the problem was the characterization and how they got there and the way Mm -hmm. they played it out. Like, I think if they made it interesting, you can still have a great character that you love who turns around and commits genocide and you can still, you know, I mean, it's weird, but I think a lot of people like characters who do horrible things in Mm -hmm. uh, stories. And I don't think that has to mean that you don't like Daenerys or you're not going to name your, well, your baby Khaleesi or something like that. I, I mean, like it's, it's, I want to split hairs okay. there and say, I think there's a difference between an antihero and a morally ambiguous character or an amoral character and then the actual villain of the show. 
Oh, I agree. And I think I don't know a lot of examples where a good person who's who is almost there, you know, is basic close to being a protagonist, uh, uh, at least one of the main characters, obviously, becomes the actual villain. Now, there's a similar parallel with Breaking Bad. I was just about to say Breaking but, Bad. But, but I think his, and this is, goes to what Justin just said, is his, he went from an amoral character to a villain over several seasons. Right. And True. it worked because yeah. we saw step by step, we were along with him step by step understanding each choice he made to go to the dark side we knew mm-hmm. we under sort of understood why and i think that's the thing you didn't get with daenerys is she was she was pretty much still going to be able to end the show being a hero except for like the last few episodes yeah you know and yeah, so that's, that's where call. yeah and that's where it was like oh that's why it feels like all of a sudden She's just the bad person, even though yeah. there's been this progression, you know? And I think that's another thing that was interesting that I liked is Tyrion's line of, you know, uh, I, it was foolish of me to think I could change her, you know, I'm paraphrasing. And I and I, I find that line really interesting in the finale because that that was a big reason I was upset with how the season was going was because when, when the, the Mad Queen was becoming self-evident was because I thought the whole point of the show what, or Daenerys' storyline was, here's this, here's this person who's fated to be a tyrant. She's got it in her blood. She's, she's got the you know heir to the crown or whatever. And by a twist of fate, by this outcast Lannister who's an immoral person, he comes and can counsel her. And, is, and the, I thought the whole point was we were going to, you know, she's going to pull her back just enough to not make her that tyrant, you know? Um, And so I thought it was great for my own sense of closure that Tyrion was able to say, sorry, Claude, you're wrong. I was, it was foolish of me to think I could even do it. And therefore foolish of you to believe that 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 was even the case. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because it makes his arrogance part of his character flaw. You know. Yeah, there's a version of the story, that, like the where every everything right up until the finale could have mm-hmm. been the same, but then in the finale, Daenerys confronts what she's just done and says, mm-hmm. uh, "This isn't who I want to be. This is is terrible. This is mm-hmm. carnage. I'm going to go back to Marine and I'm going to preside over the liberated Slavers Bay." Um, and I'm not going to aspire to the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. And that is like the only thing. And I, you know, I tried so hard to give the show the benefit of the doubt this season with a few things where it seems, and, you know, we talked about this earlier uh, in this season where there were some things where it seemed all but inevitable that, you know, X was what they were going to do. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, but maybe, maybe this could happen and they could still pull out Y. And none of those came to fruition. I wanted them to prove me wrong, to prove everybody's assumptions wrong. And Mm -hmm. they just didn't do that. Um, Except one notable exception, the goodbye with ghosts. Ghosts, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. which which I'm upset about that because it's, it's one of those weird things where they sort of spoil the moment because... The yeah. previous episode when he didn't say a proper goodbye, 
it, it's it, it, everyone was like, "This is bullshit. Why wouldn't why wouldn't they spend the CG budget to have him say goodbye to Ghost? It deserves it." Blah blah blah. And so when we when they get reunited, and it's a great moment that that should be awesome, but it's like, yeah, but I have this negative feeling that goes with this now. So it's like, you know, I feel robbed of like, I really wish they could have like handled it better to where, yeah. you know, you could just, you know, because I feel like well, you don't deserve it because you pissed me off in the other episode. It's almost like they didn't bother to do a proper goodbye because they yeah. knew he was going to come back. Exactly. Like, which which I don't, I don't fault them for knowing, well, the fans will get what they want ultimately. Yeah. But I just, but, it, but I, I fault them for, for not keeping that expectation. And it doesn't make sense for the characters either. Like after yeah. all that time, Jon Snow would do more than like a little nod. Yeah. Yeah. But the reunion also wasn't very thorough, but I, I do like. It was better than the goodbye. I mean, but that's all you yeah. needed. I mean, it's just a, a quick pet and it was, and actually it's a better, like I, I'd rather him, you know, it's a more positive moment of being reunited forever versus petting him to say goodbye right, right. but um yeah. but yeah it's uh they could have blocked the scene better maybe i don't know they just made it seem like why well, you know john can't really get over to ghost or something i don't know what but they i think they could have set that up a bit better but it was nice yeah, yeah it was nice that they did that a little bit but it was just like my only prediction, my my only like wishful thinking prediction that actually came true this season. <laughs> like we're gonna, it wasn't a good goodbye because we're gonna so see you, him again. We'll see again. Oh, so that was your theory. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, I did like that, uh, though. I I, I did not love that this was the closing scene. The way. that they did it but I, I do like that final note is that he's going off to be a free folk you know yeah, one of the free king folk. of the wild folk yeah okay okay so i just gotta cut in uh this is a question for you do you <laughs> can can you tell me what you think about what happened there because like honestly yeah I was so totally basically confused. you're talking about with john going to the night's watch yeah, so his so, set, okay, here's the deal, right? As yeah. I understand it, like he was in prison because he killed Daenerys, right? And Grey Worm was holding him. Grey Worm, the, the warden. Jeez, man. <laughs> they saved all his dialogue for the worst possible scenes to be in. I'm like, dude, asshole, like you're blo you're blocking progress in this whole storyline. Ugh. Yeah. But he's progressed so far with his common tongue. <laughs> common tongue did, is really did good. Did son, did son write him a little, a little English guide? Here it is. Uh, okay, so and then they negotiate with Grey Worm, and he agrees to let, yeah, I guess just let Tyrion go and let Jon Snow go to the Night's Watch. He sent it to the Night's Watch for yep. life, right? That's yep. the idea. Okay. Yep. So, so far, so good. So, so he can't be king, all that. Fuck that. There's, there's a four letter word that, that solves this whole problem for you, but I'll let you finish your tea up. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I just, I just want to make sure like I'm following here. Cause like, Efficiency I agree. Efficiency is not four letters. I agree with it. <laughs> good writing is not four letters. <laughs> I agree with the, what the end point is, but I'm just confused about how we're sure. getting there. So, so he goes there. Right. And we see him arrive. So, I mean, okay. When 
I have to back up a little bit. When the White Walkers attacked, presumably, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the Night's Watch was basically just, I mean, we saw Dollars Ed killed. And, yep. you know, we can presume that, I mean, there were like 25 left. I mean, it was ridiculous. So I think we can assume that, you know, they're pretty much all dead. If any are left, there's two of them or something, maybe. Uh, so who would even be waiting there? But then mm-hmm. mysteriously, <laughs> Tormund is waiting there when he had go- he had gone north, you know, yeah. we belong north of the wall, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And uh and Ghost is there. There's no one there that I can tell that has anything to do no. with the Night's Lodge. No. Okay. And then he just walks with him to, yep. to to the north. Okay, so that's what happens, right? Yep. So okay, like so huh? Like I don't get So four letter I, word. I, so what's a four letter word that helps? Bran. <laughs> okay so he, say more <laughs> brand brand knows there's no more night watch he just basically tricked he tricked gray worm into thinking he tricked was, gray worm he oh, tricked gray really? worm into thinking john oh, was gonna really? be punished gray worm got duped the du- end the oh. end yeah yeah oh. because so listen listen john's oh. john's the place that john was most happiest oh. was when he was in the wild north and Brand Brand knows that, so Brand orchestrated John Brand. to get King of the Wildlings. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you, yeah. are you talking about the Three Eyed Raven, King Three Eyed Raven? <laughs> the Broken King Three Eyed Raven, Brand the Broken. Yeah, Brand the Broken, first of his name, Three Eyed. Long Raven, may he reign. Of the, King of the Andals and first. Mess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically, that's the answer to the question. Is I yeah, didn't think it was, it was supposed to be a trick. I guess I didn't catch yeah. that. Okay. I didn't, yeah, I didn't wow. quite. Because there's that's no, there is up, no, yeah. Man. That's why when you get to the night watch, like, yeah. I got a treaty. Well, here's right a, listen, here. listen, listen. Like, Grey Worm left anyway. He went to Noth or whatever, where Masande was from. Right. So, like, he's, he's, all he, Brand just needs to play as the new king. He just needs to placate him for like 20 minutes so he could get on his ship and leave. Honestly, right. the real question is, why didn't he let, you know, the real question is, like, why didn't Brand just pretend all this a bit more and not even have john go north right he could have just not even made that ruse but the reason i think is because he knows that's where john belongs the sad fucking king of the sad place i mean john he's the most emo character ever in the history of characters it's just it's so weird it's he almost almost, like never does anything like i just what was his most heroic moment i don't even know anymore like he's such a strange character you don't remember it was um hold on yeah, I'm waiting. Kill the Night King. Oh wait. Oh no, no. I remember <laughs> when he came back from the dead. Oh, so a woman did that for him. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, like I don't, I don't. It was know that time what... when he won the battle of the bastards. Oh yeah, that wasn't. Oh no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when Sansa had a little. He can go be with you know. No, hold on. He did something. It's almost though. like that theme of Jon Snow is like. Hey, hey, men! Sometimes you can be a beta male, you know, like, like, hey. Oh yeah, maybe the cock. We hear that. What did happen? <laughs> Things will work out for you. Yeah. What I'll say about him though is that he wants to be a really great follower. 
he is somebody mm-hmm. who just wants a good cause mm-hmm. and he has not had a lot of luck with that with finding a nice good cause mm-hmm. you know he was a re- he was yeah. a really good uh supporter of uh the lord commander until the mutiny mm-hmm. and he avenged the mutiny that he is did. probably his biggest moment of courage mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, not in the book by the way just to, just to <laughs> okay. take that away a little bit um <laughs> But, uh, you know, then I, I think, you know, he, he went out on a limb getting uh, Daenerys Stormborn, first of her name, Queen of the Andals and the First Men, Breaker of Chains, Khaleesi the Great Grass Sea, Mother of Dragons, <laughs> the Unburned. The Unburned. Uh, <laughs> getting her to come north to defeat the Army of the Dead. You know, I, I think he gets... That's so, heroic. He, he, he let the wildlings through so. the wall. Yeah, I feel like that was his through. major act. In terms of the first, is part. that heroic? Isn't well, it? I don't know. Now we're getting into the terrain. Of Wait, why isn't it heroic? Are you saying just because he needed help? I mean, is being a good diplomat heroism? Well, I mean, he no, saved hey, them. What's you know, more he heroic than knowing from, when you need help? Like what? <laughs> I don't know. There should be a movie that explains that to me. It doesn't count as heroic because <laughs> it's, it's a not great tagline. <laughs> so, like. A decision as a well. I'm saying, heroic, saying, yeah, you know, I'm I'm saying in this classic mytho- mythological archetype kind of idea of what like a, a hero is. What's he... what's an action where you you're sacrificing yourself for a greater good or cause that that you can incur some sort of pain or suffering from, but you do it anyway, showing courage. You know, sort of that idea yeah. of what a hero is showing courage in the face yeah. of pain. I guess hard and, home too. Uh, also not in the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hard home, hard home is I mean, again, academically, I think John is drawn as a super interesting character. It's just he's not the hero everyone thought he was going to be. You know, well, he's boring, and and you know, <laughs> yeah. that's what I think is really interesting about. I think the- that is okay with me in the end. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, no. This is- well, no, I was just going to say, I, I think uh, making John boring is one of the <laughs> one of the remaining vestiges of when the show was good. Like, you know, there's no way Ned Stark is going to get his head cut off. There must be a way around this. Nope, he really got his head cut off. Okay, well, mm-hmm. Rob, Rob is really boring, yeah. but he's Ned Stark's heir. You know, he must, this is going to be it. Oops, Red Wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like, I, I like that John- So they killed all the main- the classic heroes off and we were just left yeah. with Jon Snow. Yeah. Yeah. And then John is like, John doesn't sit on the throne. I love that John doesn't sit on the throne. Yep. I, I, you know, beautiful hair. He's prettier than both of my daughters. I was so sure he was going but to. But I'm really so glad. That that that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm glad, honestly, I'm glad Daenerys didn't sit on the throne, which yeah. I yep. know is not a super popular. I mean, even, yeah. Even the way that she was at the beginning of the season, I just think that's too mm-hmm. obvious of an answer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yep. No, I, yeah, I, I, I like the main idea of the ending that this whole dynasty, this whole phase of the world and the politics has ended and we're in a new era. That was my greatest hope for the show. So like that, and that I'm satisfied. Like I wanted the throne to be destroyed i actually i was hoping and i I, and i see why they didn't do it now because they saved the moment for drogon but i was hoping and i probably told you guys this before that that cersei's backup plan if uh you know the castle ever gotten taken was she had wildfire stashed around 
and that yeah. she was going to ignite it and go up in a blaze of glory and take the throne with her. I thought like, oh man, that'd be the yeah. best way for her to go out. But I see they wanted the dragon to have the metaphor. Yeah. Uh, of, yeah, of- that totally makes sense. But I agree with you because, you know, in the Battle of Blackwater episode, we see that she's there with the poison. You know, mm-hmm. she's not going to be taken by her. Yeah. Uh, so I was yeah. Uh, Cersei was a huge disappointment this whole huge, yeah. huge obviously huge, like she huge. didn't even have a part to play in this episode. She but. she didn't do really anything, and you know they were even saying people were picking apart little things like what's her the the her assistant guy's name? Um, oh, Kyburn. Yeah, so he's the one who like who created the scorpions, right? The big arrow shooting things that kill the dragons. And like, that was a huge deal. And people were like, she didn't even reprimand him for like, for the, cause that was their big defense against the dragons. And it like, didn't, and he's just like, oh, they've all been destroyed. So what are we gonna do? You know, and like, they just, her characters were so weird the entire season. And then like, then it's funny, people were like, you know, when Tyrion goes to the map room and he finds where Jaime and Cersei were, you know, buried under rubble. And it was like, wow, they like were just too far to the right. If they were like 10 paces to the right, they (laughs) wouldn't have even died. And then I saw that on Twitter. And then my my joke response was like, yeah, they weren't far left enough. They should have supported Medicare for all. Oh, there you go. Bring in political, but you know, I mean, it's that kind of stuff that really sucks. Where it's like you have to have the yeah. logistics of Tyrion able to find their bodies because he. I love that he went to look for his brother and sister. It makes total sense, um, and it confirms that they're dead for the audience. I love yeah, that whole yeah. thing, but but you know, but the logistics of like, well, then the room can't be completely destroyed, or else you'll never find them. Right. But then if it's not completely yeah. destroyed, then they're just the wrong place. Like, right. yeah. it's so crappy. Yeah, I, I was really disappointed with their handling of Cersei's character over the last season and a half. And I just, while we're, um, you know, okay, I there's there's one thing I want to say and then a thing I want to ask you about. Uh, so the one thing is uh, a lot of people have been talking about how shitty this last season has been, but last season sucked too. And that's a definite like lost kind of syndrome of people just remembering how shitty the last season is and not thinking about how the penultimate Mm -hmm. was already paving the way for that. And I feel that way with Cersei. She was such an interesting character, Mm -hmm. uh, super complex. And then they just ironed her out and ruined her. And and the whole thing with Euron is just such a slap in the face to female viewers, way more of a slap in the face than Daenerys's, you know, turning out to to be the mad queen you know horrible what do you mean exactly you know just giving her this whole story like oh she's pregnant with jamie's baby pregnancy whenever a woman gets pregnant on a show i'm like okay this is a red flag for me let's Mm -hmm. just wait for this character to go completely i was so sure daenerys would be pregnant before the end of the show Uh, i was wrong no only only when the sun rises in the west i didn't think that was true i Um, thought the whole point of the prophecies prophecies uh, george R. R. martin likes prophecies to be true sometimes but definitely not all the time (laughs) yeah so speaking of i wonder if he's gonna pay off the valonqar oh i think he'll pay off the valonqar but yeah I don't because uh, she didn't kill Arya didn't kill some green eyes. I mean, no, just like the little brother, your little brother will 
with oh, that's right. That's around the thing. your throat, uh, and your you know, they took it out of the scene in the show. So I feel like the show already, when they showed that flashback, committed to like, we don't care about the Balancar, we're not gonna bother worrying about how to fulfill that. We got enough shit to try yeah. to like pull together. Yeah. We are not putting in a valid car prophecy. Fuck it. No, oh, I think it's nice. It's generous of you to say that they tried. They tried. <laughs> wait, what did I say they tried? To, to pay things off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, sick burn. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, like, did yeah. I imply they tried? No, yeah, totally. I, not, I not the Valencar, but just things in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah and, I won't and, say that they succeeded. Yeah, the whole thing with Euron was just really irritating. He sucked. He was terrible. I don't understand why. So you're saying the baby plot? Like baby the whole, plot was the whole horrible. Thing of like... And then just like, they just stopped developing her. You know, we yeah, just don't Yeah, she, we don't she had nothing to do anymore. this season. Yeah. She was just standing around like... And and there were multiple episodes with nothing in King's Landing at all. I mean, in general, King's Landing was bad. Like, King's Landing used to be an interesting place with a lot of interesting characters, and they would play off of each other. None of that. They, it was just, like, this flat, so, like, yeah, basically, one there's of... Cersei and her underlings, and they're just standing around waiting to die. Like, yeah, there's nothing else happening. They had no, they had no, like, actionable plot to do. One of the most interesting uh, articles I've read about the difference in writing quality over the, the seasons uh, basically sums up this idea between sociological storytelling and, like, more traditional personal storytelling, which most narratives are, which is, it's sort of the viewpoint through, like, a single main character. And this guy was basically illustrating how the the beginning of the show, basically when they were on the books, was all sociological storytelling. So it's about how these different groups of people's actions inflict, uh, influence each other. And then at the last couple seasons have been the personal stories, particularly this season, the personal storytelling, where it's just about these. And you can see like that means that the characters get more ironed out and, and things get kind of less complex. And, and again, the whole thing you're saying, like nothing's happening in King's Landing because we're not concerned about King's Landing as an entity anymore. We're only concerned about these couple of characters that are there, you know? Um, so that, to me, I was That's like, oh, that, yeah, I can send to you guys because it was like yeah, the most too. extinct thing of like, oh, this, I can believe this is why the writing is, is different in this way that, that that's really distinct. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Yeah, so like I I saw the article. I think I I don't think I actually maybe I did read the whole thing. God, I don't even remember if I read it or not. But the one thought I had on it, whether I read it or not, is the following. Um, uh, so like what what I think is like I think there's an interesting point there, and that I don't necessarily disagree, but that the books are. Um, uh, and th there was a claim about the books too, right? It wasn't just about the show. Um, I think the I think the idea was the sh the books are the social storytelling. Right, 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 right. So I think the weird thing about that, like, I think there's a way in which that's true, but the other thing is the books are point of view based. So mm -hmm. there are a lot. There's a lot of points of view, which I think uh, suggests this. That's the thing. Yeah, sociological mm -hmm. element. But on the other hand because it's point of view you really drill down on individual characters in a way that i think the show doesn't convey mm -hmm, like you mm -hmm. you get a lot more from the point of view characters 
you know? And so like, it kind of creates this weird imbalance. Like, for example, uh, Rob is not a point of view character in the books. So you don't really know much about Rob. You don't know much about his marriage. All that stuff is like, they added it in, I think, because they thought for a viewer, it's going to be weird to, uh, to not have insight or any sort of development of this character who seemingly should be important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, uh, uh, but in the books, uh, no point of view, no insight. Whereas like other characters, um, you have, you know, 20 chapters per book that's just about their point of view and you mm. can't help but get pretty deep on a psychological level on the individual. So that that's where it seemed like a little bit off to me, like it, because I feel like there is a strong psychological element in the books that never, that isn't in the show, you know? So that, that mm-hmm. that's my, that's my only like objection to that concept. Cause I, I, I do feel like uh, sometimes the show's character development suffered because they didn't have, they didn't have that point of view thing where you can really know like what a character is thinking. Hmm. You know, you get those internal yeah, monologues. Yeah, yeah. And, well, we, we well that's like a John book Snow thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. But in that way, it felt like, you know, very psychological, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so I feel like, I feel like the, what seems more right to me is that the show is more like that. Um, and not necessarily the books. Yeah, I think the show is more like that just by virtue of the medium. Um, yeah, exactly. But, exactly. But I'm think... not sure they were trying to do that, but that's just practically how it, how it comes out when you adapt a story like this yeah. in a way that can work on TV. Mm-hmm. So, Claude, what do you think of the line about ask me in 10 years? I love that. It's, it's D&D talking to each other. That was the most meta scene I've ever seen. It's literally them saying, hey, is the way we're doing this ending right? I don't know. Ask me in 10 years. I completely, I completely think it's the writers talking to each other and basically saying, telling the audience not to judge it right now. Let's think about, let's see how we look back on this show <laughs> in 10 years. Oh, no. In 10 years. Oh, Lord. no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of. Oh, no. Let it go, Jack. Yeah. 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 I, I, I thought about it in relation to something you said earlier in our conversation here um, that, that made me think about, you know, so Bran with all of the particularities of Bran that he. <laughs> can't have an error that yeah. is not you know uh he's just he's just not you know the heir to the throne in mm-hmm. any way uh that in a sense uh if you look at it that way she broke the wheel um and so this idea of well let's wait 10 years and and see uh almost like let's Daenerys off the hook well, you're saying she gets credit for Bran being king somehow? Well, that I, she but... gets credit for laying, you know, basically setting the stage that then ends up. I mean, you can also say, well, then John is John seals it, and then Tyrion, but you know, she kind of like wipes the chessboard. Uh, well, I, I mean, if you give her any credit, then you have to credit, you know, John, then you have to credit Tyrion. 
then you have yeah. to carry different. You know, you have to kind of. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's a weird thing of do you give someone credit for something they wanted to do, but not in the way they wanted it done? Well, because I don't yeah, think I that I don't think so. I think that's a bogus motivation for her that they slapped on with very little precedent uh, this season. But it, the when he when he says, ask me in 10 years, mm-hmm. whether it was the right thing to kill her. I mean, how else would we read that other than, well, let's let history decide. I mean, is there any scenario in which it's a, it, you know, in 10 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think now. in the context of the show, I think that's the idea of let's, let's see how this ruling with Bran being king goes. And if, ten, you know, we can only, we can only really judge that question after time has passed. I just think it's pretty obvious. I mean, who, I just, I just don't understand how any thinking person could think like, no, no, let's, let's let her continue doing this. Well, these are the same thinking people who led her to that point in the first place with that, with very little pushback, you know? So I think, (laughs) you know, I think they're, they've, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt, they've realized by getting to the point of having to kill her that they made a lot of mistakes along the way and they don't know what the right thing is to do. So I think it makes sense that they're in this contemplative place of saying, yeah, I, I mean, we, I don't know. I mean, cause here's the thing. If brand turns out to be brand, the, the brutalist brand or whatever. Yeah. Like, like, Oh, I love that. No, no, no. Brand the Brutalist. He's an architect. <laughs> He's an architect. All of his buildings are... are... Like concrete and Sorry. metal. Yeah, please. Go ahead. You were saying... <laughs> no, let's talk about art. Because yeah, um, we're not talking yeah, about welcome art. Welcome to Mr. Architecture's oh. uh, the podcast. Slider yeah. in there. I know. Okay, since we're on a slight tangent, I'm sorry. I've actually forgotten. What is the context of that line? I I don't even remember. This is like uh, when when is that line spoken? Who who speaks it? What is what is happening? <laughs> what sorry, is I'm the just... line? Who is the line? Where is the line? How I'm is just the line? Lost. Like you're talking about it, and I'm like I'm not even sure when that happened or what it was referring to. So anyway, could you catch me up? I did see it, but I just saw it, so I forgot. I'm looking at the transcript right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I I think it's what Jenny said that that the con the question is is Tyrion and and John asking each other, do we do the right thing in killing her? But right. When, when did right. that scene well, it's happen? After, oh, uh, when? It, yeah. It's, it's, I just wanted to orient my brain. If I mean, when. it's it's the only time they see one another after the stabbing has ha- after killing Daenerys has happened. It's after the stabbing. So is it is it before the big meeting? It, no, it must be. No, after it's after. That. After it's that, after. right? He gets. Yeah, all hell, so brand the broken, Tyrion, Lord Tyrion, you'll yeah, be my hand. Tyrion goes in to, to tell John that he's being. Oh, to, when Tyrion goes in to tell him. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. okay, that's when it's like suddenly. And it's John been, is like, did I? Do and then the right he says, "Was it right? What what I did? Yeah, was it right? What I did? What we did? It doesn't feel right. Ask me again in ten years." Okay. 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 And I just yeah. felt like that was the writers. Was it right what we did? You know, this yeah, show, yeah, how yeah. we, you know, how we handled the show, how we handled the finale. 
Well, I feel like, so I think that's an interesting way to read it. That's definitely the way that a writer would read that line. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, stick burn on writers. But um, I didn't read it that way. I, I read it as like, well, Tyrion doesn't know what to believe because he's seen all these things. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lots of rulers turn bad and whatever. Yeah. But he also doesn't think just... his own judgment is exactly not reliable. Right. He he's questioning to... his own judgment, but but what uh, what in God's name would happen in ten years that would ha that would make you think <laughs> you know what Daenerys the, all that well, Jacaris, I mean that was a good thing we should have let that continue yeah but you never know until you know right because he had no idea that, that Daenerys would be ever be capable of doing what she did to King's Landing before the moment she did it right so it's a he's at that same moment of I mean, this is part of his character arc where he 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 can't be sure about something like that. Yeah, because that that's, that's the lesson he learned is it was a folly for him to to be that confident into what he knew and and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think, think for the viewers, it's like what? But like I think for Tyrion, it makes sense. I think he has yeah. to be unsure of what what the next ten years could bring because again someone could murder brand and now and take over the throne and it'd be somehow worse yeah. now now i agree with you that it, it seems hard to say that anything could be worse than someone basically destroying you know going from city city country to country murdering people like as a means to an end without stopping until you rule the world right like that sounds like the worst outcome and not something someone who right. just wants to be king of the seven kingdoms would, or six kingdoms, excuse me, queen, queen uh, Sansa. Um, but, uh, you know, so, I mean, I agree with you in general that like, yeah, obviously that seems like Daenerys was the worst threat possible, which, which makes sense because that needed to be true for the show. She was the worst threat possible. So uh, it would also, that, that should mean that anyone else would be less problematic than her. But I think the point is that he can't believe that he he's at a place where he's just gonna have to wait and see um right right yeah he can't uh right he can't know he can't be certain. yeah if he was sure about that then then he hadn't learned any lessons yeah know. i mean it would be different if there were a character who knew everything and so could actually tell with him. yeah so brand can't see the future right is that true or not because I, when he know, I don't think he can see the future, but the internet certainly seems to think he. Yeah, because <laughs> when he explained his powers, he says he knows what happened in the past and he knows what's happening now. And he never says anything about the future. But, you know, he has that line, why do you think I came all this way? So that's, so, you know, and the, it calls him the question like, yeah, that makes the difference like between the, the present and future, like, because, um, you know, the future becomes yeah. a present very quickly um yeah that's a bad line yeah it, he it, just knew like what Tyrion was thinking via the but the but no but no coming this way seems to suggest before i even left winterfell i knew I was oh yeah i was thinking just yeah. just just uh and let's not forget how long does it take to get from winterfell to the capital how much screen time do we have <laughs> if it's we exactly have no time. screen time long <laughs> yeah is it like is it like four months it's supposed to be several hundred miles I yeah mean, they I think, tell us in the pilot how long it's i think maybe it's two months 
Yeah. Something like that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking it's to my, my friend and how we were talking about how like Daenerys, like, like <laughs> when John gets trapped in the ice out in the wild with the Night King and his crew and he like sends the guy to go run back to the Night's Watch and however many hours that took. And then they have to send a raven down to dragon, <laughs> the dragon cove or whatever it's called yeah. and then daenerys has to fly a thousand yep. miles over <laughs> past the wall that dragon flies fat. flies fat doesn't stop for food nobody's Woo. gotta pee like I, she's just gonna sleep on that dragon's back as it's fly it's just like they they were just so far they were just so unable to really make the logistics work and yeah. it's like i don't blame them but it's just really funny yeah yeah I, it's yeah. just it i i think it's it's it shows a shift in the story too because like a lot of earlier story elements involved mm-hmm. characters just wandering in the woods for a whole season <laughs> yeah like that would be it for them yeah. just between places or hiding out or whatever it's a huge wilderness there and they don't have any mode of transportation like other mm-hmm. than of course a dragon is faster but still a dragon yeah shouldn't have yeah. been able to cover I mean, that was ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. I like ridiculous. that the dragon has little, like, jets in his mouth, you know? When he opens his mouth, you see, like, the little holes where the fire comes Oh, out. yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Subtle. Nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if they showed that before. I don't remember seeing that before. But I might have forgotten. I think you just didn't notice. So what do you guys think about the respective characters' ends? So we got the main Stark kids... So what do you guys think about, you know, Arya and Sansa and uh, John? I feel like Sansa's a thumbs up for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sansa Sansa was, was appropriate, I think. Um, Arya, I, you know, she obviously peaked when she killed the Night King. And it was clear that that was going to be her peak. I mean, she saved the species from existential threat mm-hmm. um but i i have she's just been in kind of a holding pattern yeah she didn't really have much to do after that, that which well, i'm not they, surprised but they made it seem like she was gonna you know kill Danny because yeah. of the the personal hell she witnessed down in king's yeah. landing and then she came and she was just like nothing there was just no no like i'm gonna kill her john and just like no no i'll handle no. it I'm not eat none of that none of she's gone it doesn't too far. even seem like she was thinking this about is the her. problem with 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 ruling power like this right you just like question you don't question it uh and she's our queen so whatever like she could just do what she wants you know um that's why democracy is better so <laughs> yeah i have liked her scene with the hound as they're entering the red keep and, yeah and he says you know you don't end up like me you know, I, I half like that because I always have liked the two of them. Yes. But uh, but part of me feels like it's just another walk back of, you know, a, a female character becoming, like, really interesting and strong and, and self-assured. Mm-hmm. Like, it had never occurred to her in all of this. Like, yeah. That, like revenge you know i what i i I agree with you i kind of half liked it what i what i like i I don't think they really earned that turn that she makes in that scene so quickly but i do like the idea that you know if i if i expand if this scene was in a book or something they could really expand it out like he is he cares about nothing but this vengeance with his brother they're in this crumbling castle that's about to fall down on them any second now 
and and she's right there with them. And I like the idea that she kind of looks around and says, there's more to life than this. Mm-hmm. And and I don't have to end up like you. I actually do have a choice. And I like it. So, so that idea married with what they do at the end where it's not that she just goes off to explore the West, which I think is a cool idea, but that she sort of, you know, people are making like Christopher Columbus jokes about her, you know, she's going to go yeah. off and like colonize the world or something. But this idea that like, she's young, right? And yeah. and her experience as an assassin was a means to an end and like she doesn't have to actually be an assassin forever. That's not the greatest thing she'll ever do. There's other mysteries out there. And so to me, I like her ending for that. And so I like that turn where he says, you don't have to end up like me. Because I like the idea that she's like, she. it's almost like her leveling up past you know, yeah. like she was a kid who didn't want to be the lady of the house. She wanted to go out and find adventure and she got that. And that's what she reconnected to, that there was actually more adventure out there. And that's what she would prefer over just this blind vengeance. She would actually prefer, you know, to keep lear- learning and living and exploring. And I'm like, that's cool. I, I give that a thumbs up. Yeah, hearing you say that, I feel like you would write a better version because I, <laughs> I you know... I, it's like, it, it's not... Am I putting my own thoughts too much into it? I, I do think the way you spelled it out sounded better than the way it came across to me. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, they underwrite, like, everything at this point in the show. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's like, you get to, like, fill in. And if you could do a good job, you can kind of make it sound <laughs> it's like, like it Write your own ending. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah, what <laughs> toppings do you want to put? They give you the base, you know? It's like Chipotle. They give you the tortilla. <laughs> you choose what you want to put on top. Oh, it's tonight's episode brought to you by chipotle it is now i hope <laughs> where's that chipotle check this is this is like hundreds of cents worth of free promotion <laughs> that's like a dollar um <laughs> no i like that idea because i like the idea that her training at bravos was not just to become an assassin but yeah it was like i'm gonna learn yep. how to do that i'm gonna learn how to master this um mm-hmm specialized domain you know yeah um and she doesn't go back to bravos to like you know give herself to the faceless king what is it faceless? many face god. god not the faceless mm, that's king. Right. that's totally different um but it's also like i so we have been re-watching the series we were intending to get caught up before this that was season. the idea we got halfway through season six so, okay it's not bad that's not not great do you still do you are you gonna keep going or are you over it yeah. now i was yeah i was planning on it just seems weird to leave it there yeah, yeah. so yeah i, I guess didn't the, hate the ending too. that much yeah <laughs> yeah well because it felt like we were actually we're this the part of the seat of the series that we've been watching has had some connections and it's like i remember when we started watching this past season i was like who is thoros of mirror like i completely forgotten mm-hmm. about that whole storyline yeah. and then they like come back and or i guess thoros of mirror didn't come back beric dondarian beric dondarian came yeah, back yeah, but yeah. i didn't remember like who are these people they're talking about who's this guy mm-hmm. so it, it is interesting and you know it, it may give me an increased appreciation of some of what happened this season um but why did I bring this up? I think it's just getting to like the it like to me season six was the last one where there was some there was some really good stuff in there. It it also is showing signs that it's kind of heading in a 
not great direction um, mm -hmm. in terms of uh, too much efficiency and um, just some very muddled storylines. But but there are some great moments. So it's I don't know. It just seems a shame to <laughs> just abandon it completely because this episode happened. Like fuck you. You can't make me not watch something. <laughs> they tried. I know, and it was a good try. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I you know the, the, if 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 we stop if we stop watching, they win, and I don't want them to win. So <laughs> if they change watch... your behavior, yep, that's, that's exactly. How they I'm so gonna watch their show like... to spite them. Yeah, there's some sort of TV terrorists or something. Exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah, it's so, not far off because I think I think people have felt um, terrorized is too strong a word, but you know, emotionally manipulated. You know, with a lot of things that happened this season and where where yeah. know, characters ended up. Yeah. So uh, so uh, yeah, and my thought about Arya before you sold it was like it just, <laughs> felt, it just felt weak and underdeveloped to me. Yeah. It, it just seemed like. Well, okay, so they didn't do the thing that we talked about, which was like she shows up at Kendry's door and starts. Oh, I'm in so glad like, that didn't happen. I want to be your lady after all. Like, okay, <laughs> like luckily, luckily we didn't get that. But yeah. um, so that would have been like definitely worse. And this wasn't horrible. Like I was okay with it, but it just seemed kind of vague and like we don't really have a specific plan for Arya's mm -hmm. story. So how about you just sail away somewhere? Yeah. Like it just, I don't know. It just seemed a bit like weak to me uh, as an employee, you know, especially because like, yeah, after killing the Night King, like she didn't really have a lot to do, uh, which is uh, kind of disappointing, mm -hmm. uh, certainly more than Cersei. But um, yeah, I think, I think that ending was like middle of the road for me. It was like underdeveloped, but definitely not the worst. Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i i had to spend some time thinking about what how her ending what it what it really meant because i i thought it was really nice how they they kept cross-cutting between the ending john's ending being surrounded by the wildlings and being you know basically going to be the king of the wildlings sansa queen of the north you know being being uh you know lauded by these people around her and then you have you know uh aria on the ship you know people around her aren't like serving her but you know there's other people around her and she's off on this new adventure and so i was just thinking about all the parallels there and and how each character more or less got exactly what they wanted when the show first started you know but so yeah i was thinking about Arya and what it really meant for her to to go off to west of westeros and i was like oh i see her thing was about adventure she always wanted adventure now she actually gets to see the greatest adventure i love that line about you know that's where the maps stop you know so it's just who knows what's what's out there and the idea that she has the she's she's super capable right and so she has these skills to where like i'm you know don't screw with her whoever lives west of westeros right. you know better better watch their step uh so i, I was like trying to think of that and then the, the scene with um with uh clegane and all that so i was like How do, okay that's what he meant that's what he meant you don't have to spend the rest of your life in this like one track mind murder pursuit. You can go do other things. And so, th and that, and that was like, that's what she got from that. That like, oh shit, there's other things to do in life. So I was like, okay, it's a quick turn in that scene, but I, I buy, again, I buy their goals, generally speaking, what they are trying to do, I don't think is like the worst ideas. It's usually yeah, just the execution that's, that's pretty rough. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to identify one thing that you wanted to see happen in the series that didn't happen, you know, just like that, that didn't one. happen. So my biggest, yeah. biggest, 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 biggest <laughs> complaint on the show is the Night King. I think that was wow. the most underwhelming thing. I think, you know, and again, it's this weird academic thing of where they, they sort of played this like red herring slash uh, three card Monty thing where we thought the Night King was the biggest threat in the show and it turned out to be Daenerys and it was the person we weren't looking at the whole time, sort of. And then the person we were looking at, the Night King, almost presented the least threat, you know, in a way. So there's this thing that I like that that's just interesting because it's different, but I don't, it's not actually satisfying, you know. I would rather the Night King had been a real fleshed out character who had a real goal and motivation that we could really understand and that he had a plan. He was smarter than what it seemed like he was uh, or where he came out, turned out to be that, you know, I just wish that somehow he could have won in a way, you know, like, yes, Ari, I wanted you to stab me because like, yeah. I want to be put out of my fucking misery. I'm an undead yeah. fucking monster. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like this is, you know, something like I, I kind of wanted him to have for, for him to have set up these chess pieces in a way to where even his death isn't, it, it, his death is not like the thing he wants least, you know? Um, and I wish there was more interaction with him and uh, a sort of battle of minds and will with with Bran, you know. Uh, I wanted more uh, for the Three-Eyed Raven to have some sort of impact on the, on the Night King and vice versa. Uh, I like that Arya is the one who killed him. I think that makes sense. I don't like the execution of just the plot, just, just the layout of like, she's in the library sneaking past people. Yeah, she's a great yeah. sneak. That's awesome. And then like, how does she defeat the Night King? Oh, she sneaked him all right. You know, she's <laughs> not right, Pat. I just feel like that, that, that was like her greatest power was her sneakingness, you know? <laughs> so it's just yeah, really weird. It's, it's really that weird. Like studying cats. Yeah, she just like sneak, sneak, sneak. Um, oh yeah, it was like a cat pounce. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Beware the cats. Um, What's his name would have been so proud? Sirio Pharrell. Sirio Pharrell. Yeah. The yeah, Bravos guy? The yeah, the Bravos guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Great character from season one who has about three scenes. Like, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. The, he's the best. The He's show great. could do a lot with a little back then. It, it really feels yeah. like uh, an interesting character just from that. And yeah, I wish I wish that show could have stayed alive. Yeah. But so that's my biggest complaint, really, probably of the whole show is is the Night King not being that big of a deal. Yeah, that's um, valid. Yeah. And I expected more from that as well. Yeah, yeah. And then in terms of the finale specifically, probably um um yeah i mean you know i didn't like that forest uh i guess it was last was that last episode or the beginning of yeah. this one i forget yeah but um um but yeah I'm, I'm happy where john ended up i think it makes sense he goes with the wildlings sons and things i i kind of yeah. like this whole idea of everyone saying i to agree that bran is the uh will be king and then hans is like Han, sans is like hold up wait a minute uh 
if we're just like starting a new status quo, I'm just going to throw in some rules here. How yeah. about we get our own kingdom and that'll be cool. And so everyone's like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and yeah, I feel like I the other lords missed a mistake of being like, yeah. "Damn it! I, if oh, I known shit. we could have seceded, I would have, I would have." That was well, Yeah, well, you got it's a good point because you've got at that table Yara representing the Iron Islands mm-hmm. and Dorney McDornerson. Dorney McDornerson, the Prince uh, of Dorn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know they are not uh they're not really uh part of the seven kingdoms yeah yeah i would think they would want to be independent as much as uh sansa did or the north uh does because they were like quasi independent anyway Mm -hmm. yeah it's a bit weird but i think they also like yeah it's this thing where they kind of don't matter that much in the overall story and i feel like they wanted to give sansa that moment to stand out and just have like these other people like oh yeah uh, me too yeah mm-hmm. i want to mm-hmm. do this like uh yeah i don't they know don't, they they don't want to just disband the seven kingdoms yeah yeah it's already bad enough that you know brand only gets to be ruler of six kingdoms Six kingdoms, yeah like i'm king of two kingdoms like uh <laughs> not that not that impressive yeah 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 it loses something yeah you get to that point um yeah the little the little uh the little flower or piece of plant you see growing out north of the wall i did catch that i just forgot about it but um i guess i didn't really think about what that was supposed to mean i just thought oh yeah some grass sticking up who cares winter was Uh, three months it's just like yeah it's actually just like the normal length but but what i'm confused about is this this area is always cold and snowy yeah so like yeah i mean i mean it's not this it's not the same you know don't really unless they're literally saying like no this whole ice region is gonna is gonna receive it's gonna be green now maybe yeah. they need that i don't yeah. fucking know because yeah. like now that the night king's been killed like maybe winter will never come again <laughs> oh good oh, god winter isn't coming anymore Mm -hmm. that's our new words yeah (laughs) i was hoping there'd be a line of like spring is here but i guess they just showed it visually yeah i think that's i think that's all you get but that it is weird i i i didn't take it that far but i did think like i felt like they wanted to end on that but they didn't want to cut to like you know two years later or something Mm -hmm. um because it the wildlings just like far. sweating and fanning themselves. Yeah, I do declare. <laughs> I never thought the north could get this hot. <laughs> I always depend on the kindness of wildlings. <laughs> Be a sweetheart and fetch me some tea. <laughs> Sweet tea. um okay so let's talk about the scene when we got like the weird the next day on game of thrones like Tyrion's, you know preparing for the meeting of the round table or whatever small council meeting yeah Yeah, and it's just like this weird like comedy where it's really it's about how banal everything is and how boring it is and how 
you know, after everything we've gone through for eight seasons and everything we just went through with this season, like it all came down to rearranging chairs and like, this yeah. is his life from now on. And like, I didn't know how to take that. You know, I didn't Tyrion know what to. needs to put a spear through Bronn's heart. Like, Bronn, <laughs> get rid of Bronn. Yeah, I can't believe that Bronn was just admitted, not only like given Highgarden, but put on the small council. Like, oh, yeah. I, how the fuck I, did he earn that shit? That's because of some deal he made at like. With at, a dead the person? Death. Like, yeah. yeah I, fuck I, that. I didn't. I, I, I thought the show should have just like lost track of him. Like, I, I was really confused yeah. when he came back, and I was just like, I don't know who wanted you back. Like, I don't. I know there are fans that love Bron. Yeah, I liked him too a long time ago. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) That's the problem with TV shows these days. I I think like sometimes you have a character that you can like, and then like fans latch on, and then they just like use they just use them to the point where they're actually like, yeah, you know. Yeah, it was weird to to hit. And it just, it was this weird sort of undeserved thing. Cause I feel like a character like him, you like when they win out in the end. Um, because, you know, they've been stepped on their whole lives or whatever. They've had the scrape and finally this guy's in the lap of luxury. But like the way he got it was so crappy that I'm yeah. not actually happy that he has all this power and status now. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was kind of yeah. weird. I mean, he, it was one thing when he was getting that status and power by, you know, killing people that the audience felt yes. like, you know, were in the wrong, but... Mm-hmm. He's just playing yeah. the game, you know, he's just doing the thing. Right. But... And and he is playing the game and, he's, and he continued to play the game and that's why yeah. I felt like he should have been punished the way that other people who, mm-hmm. you know... Who... But he's a man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Jamie's Jamie <laughs> dies in the end. No, I mean, I yeah, but, Jamie, but but he 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 died in the best place possible, though, right? He died with his loved one. You know, that's the thing about Jamie. And let's talk about Jamie's ending in this whole like I don't want to overread into things, but this whole like white privilege thing, where like I really didn't appreciate like that Jamie's legacy was written by a woman. The woman he left, the woman he slept with once and didn't call again, left her for another woman who was evil, and and then Brian like has to like write chooses to like write this. I I, must, I didn't read all the words, but this whitewashing his legacy. I don't think she wrote anything horrible, and she whitewashed the end. He died protecting his queen. Yeah, that he you know slept with you know that it was his sister. And they murdered people to get, you know what I mean? It was weird. It was just an extra weird insult, like starting with the thing when he left her and she's out in the cold. And why is this strong woman who's been this strong character this entire time, this weak crybaby now, not that emotions or anything bad, but just in terms of how she was written. And then like, on top of that, she's the one who has to like, who takes it upon herself to like, uh, absolve him of all of his sins he gets absolved why why does he get absolved in history you know uh and it's so weird and i remember somebody on twitter said all she should have written was um uh jamie knighted the first uh woman as a knight and then that's it and then turn the page and then brienne starts writing her own story and i'm like that's that that's more palatable to me you know i just didn't understand like why make her not care how she was treated so much that she would whitewash this positive legacy for him 
you know, for a person who, why did he deserve that legacy? Yeah, it, that that scene is odd. Uh, actually, I, I feel really, um, I'm, I'm really confused by what the writers did with Jamie this season period, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. and, and what they did with Brian by extension, like, you know, the scene where Jamie knights Brian is so powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it's like they're telling us this is who Jamie is. Yep. And I feel like throughout this series, they've had these moments where they've said, this is who Jamie is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like Jamie's the person who's going to push a child out a window. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're saying, no, actually, Jamie. And, and it's, uh, for me, that is actually wor more, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, but worse than what they did with Daenerys' transformation and the retransformation, where it's like, mm -hmm. You know, you've made Jamie into this really fascinating, really wonderful character that, that people are going to love. And he's that kind of guy who, you know, um, can't believe that he's a good person. I'm right? just going to say mm -hmm. it. He's basically the Sawyer. Uh, yeah, I was going to get there. Yeah, yeah he's Game Sawyer. of Thrones. Anyway. He's definitely Sawyer. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, he, in the end... You know, that's not Sawyer's final note. Uh, not at all. No, no. Because the big that's difference not being what shows do. Well, the big difference being Sawyer became the 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 positive version of his character because he had both sides the whole time, as Jamie did too. He 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 leaned into the positive side after season five and after the little floor stuff. And he becomes the hero that he always knew he could be after that and stays that way. He doesn't continue to do quasi evil things after that. You know what I mean? Like, there's a point where Sawyer's the bad boy, and then he t he turns a page, and he's not anymore. And I feel like with Jamie, they kept flip flopping that the whole time, and you know, therefore the character arc doesn't really make sense. You know, and again, like if 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 um, if you flip the scene around. When, when he tells Brienne he's leaving because he's always, be, you know, and this is the other thing, both Tyrion and Jamie get the chance to rattle off all their, they're the only characters who rattle off all their crimes and immoralities and yet are not punished for them. <laughs> it's so weird to be like, I did this bad thing and I did this bad thing and I did this bad thing. And then it's kind of like, well, yeah, but we're not going to punish you for it, even though you acknowledge your crimes. It's super weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, imagine the scene with Jamie and Brienne where, where it's like, you know, she makes him leave, you know, or something. Right. You, go save your sister. You go save her, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, I want to stay, blah, blah, whatever. Make it a little, you know, flip it a little bit. So then, so then when she does end up writing his legacy, right. It's in the same vein of her wanting to remember him in the best light or whatever, you know, but it's a little bit like, you know, but it's not like, you know, she just got this emotional slap in the face you know, two episodes ago or whatever. Uh, it was, yeah, it, it really did not sit well with me to have her her final moment. Wow, she's in the council meeting later. But like one of her final moments being like whitewashing this guy's history was so weird. Yeah, I want to like that scene because I always really liked the two of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I, I, I don't, despite, despite the writer's 
you know, final word on it. I, I, I didn't want to believe that Jamie was actually the hateful person who would go back to, mm-hmm. to Cersei, but I, yeah. I think they just really blew it in, with Jamie's departure from Winterfell. And if they had just done that differently, and they could have maybe still had his primary motivation being that he's in love with Cersei, but without ruining mm-hmm. him quite to the ruining. His imagine, imagine if he said, "I'm gonna go stop Cersei." Like I don't trust Daenerys. You know, is gonna back down. Cersei's not gonna back down. People, innocent people, are gonna get killed. I care about innocent lives. Yeah. Uh, Brienne, I have to leave you because I got to go stop my sister. I'm the only one who can make her see reason because she loves me. And I, you know what I mean? Like, let his last act be of a fucking hero. Right. And he can go and he can still get there, you know, too late because it's, you know, four month journey or whatever. Uh, <laughs> like, that's fine. But at least make him exit, you know, the main plot of the story on this high note of he's actually gonna go do the la- the one thing he doesn't wanna do, which is leave Brienne, you know, because like his is a new chance of me being a good guy, you know, the the, the potential thing I have with you maybe or whatever. And I'm conflicted because I still love my sister, but you know, whatever. But like, that's all he had to do. So again, like the goal of Jamie leaving Winterfell and going to King's Landing in time for the ending, I agree with, it makes sense. But the execution of like why he decides to go they just bungled the whole thing and it just it just makes him go yeah i'm a villain love me anyway you know and right. it's like, yeah i don't want to do that yeah uh okay so yeah my perspective on that scene is like kind of skewed because i kind of want to forget about everything that happened with jamie <laughs> after like season <laughs> 4 yeah. I, I think that's where things went off the rails and you know by off the rails I mean off what they did in the books because in the books is it a spoiler to say this I don't even know um, in the books um, uh, he's not around Cersei nearly as much mm. and um, uh, he uh, uh he comes back. He comes back after the the purple wedding when Joffrey dies, and uh, and then he leaves. And he's not there when like Cersei's dealing with the High Sparrow and all that stuff. He's he's off doing a thing that they did put in the show, but they moved it later um, in the Riverlands and stuff. So he's like leading mm-hmm. an army and blah blah blah. She writes him uh, a letter when she's imprisoned by the High uh, Sparrow and says like help i need help come here uh soon and he burns the letter doesn't go um and he even thinks to himself like i'll I'll have to go back eventually hopefully she'll be dead by then he actually (laughs) thinks that yikes he actually thinks that so wait why does he dislike her at this point um why does he dislike her i think i think um uh i think actually i think actually a lot of it goes back to um uh something so i think i think you know what it's a hard question uh apparently so like why does he dislike her i think there's a variety of reasons there's like a really simple reason that like uh she was uh you know getting it on with other men while he was out of town 
And then there's, I think, the experience with Brienne, I think, sort of uh, changes his perspective on who Cersei is as a person. And I think as he takes a look at... Oh, you mean the thing that I'm talking about should have happened in the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, um, and so, so what happens is, uh, God, okay, I'm getting into way too much. So just to avoid like recapping sure. a huge portion of the books, cause there's, there's quite a bit. The point is it leaves with like, they don't even reunite after he, he leaves for this thing. And, um, and of course he might go back eventually. I'm not ruling that out, but, mm-hmm. um, there's a much stronger like break there. Uh, that I felt like they even put in the show, like ever. I mean, even when he left to go to the north, it, it wasn't as dramatic as like, yeah, I'm burning your letter for help, and I'm hoping you're dead by the time I get back. It's so extreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, uh, I feel like the the relationship between the two is a bit stronger. Both of them are point of view characters in the book, so you you get each of Brienne and Jamie. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, they Cersei is too, but that's who I mean. And so you get a perspective on uh, the relationship and each other, I guess, from both points of view. And so anyway, I think the bond is is stronger. And there's this whole thing with Jamie when he gets back after this thing with Brienne where she brings him back, where he's like, he's Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. And they have this little book where they, you know, each Lord Commander writes like a history of his deeds, you know, Um and so you can read back and he's like looking through it and he's like, my page has nothing. Like, what have I done? What am I doing with my life? What mm. does it mean? You know, I should have something worthwhile to write in here, you know, and it feels like, and this is something that he shares with Brienne. And yeah. so she knows about this. And so I feel like, like yeah. poetically, there's something appropriate that she becomes the Lord Commander of the King's Guard, and she gets to put in because her perspective on Jamie is definitely like, she sees the good side of him. She yeah. does suppress the bad side. And so from her point of view, I think she doesn't see it as a whitewashing. That's how she sees him. Yeah, 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 side, from like her she, point of view, but her point her point of view is what the writers give her, you know? So there's, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. there's, there's that thing. But I mean, I, I definitely, I don't think it's un, it's not my problem isn't that she wouldn't do this my problem is that she did this <laughs> that makes sense you know my problem is this guy doesn't get to pay for his crimes like other characters got to pay for their crimes or or got worse deaths and endings yeah without, yeah, yeah. With, more with, from the with, macro with, point of view see i just yeah, think yeah, as yeah. a character moment it was one of the more satisfying to me there's a lot of paying off a thing there's like, a lot of moments that they pay off in the finale is a lot of you know i i that thing about uh Tyrion not being in the song of fire and ice right thing that was yeah uh who was it who said that um i think varies yeah he said you know the history won't have your name they will never write about men like you and me yeah like which which it's like fucking ridiculous because he i agree uh yeah it's a it's like it only works to the degree that it ties to what varies said but like as a practicality it's real dumb because like because like Sam knows who Tyrion is. It's one thing if like the hist- history was written, you know, twenty years from now or something, and Tyrion's dead. But like 
you know what happened contemporaneously like you didn't so they chose you write about when brand is chosen as king and you don't write whose suggestion it was i don't buy that right and the uh you know you write about these various kings and queens vying for Mm -hmm. the throne but you don't write about the person who was hands one of the main lannisters hand of the both queens Yeah. yeah It's ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't buy that, but uh, but I don't know. Just just from that res- that, that idea of like protecting Brienne's like autonomy as a character, her agency. Yeah. It was just weird for her to like have to do the man's work. You know, like it, it yeah, was just a weird I thing. Did, I guess for me, it's like I wish that they'd done a better job uh, with a few other things so that that scene could have worked. Yes. Perfectly, yes. You know. Yep. Yeah, they ruined it before that. And that's why I tried to not think about it. I thought about it as a follow-up of their story in the books. And Mm -hmm. that made it easier for me to enjoy the scene. Because, yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, so Justin, you pointed out this thing that is mentioned in last episode where um, where Jamie tells... So Tyrion goes to free Jamie and says to him, you know... Oh, yeah all these people in King's Landing are going to die. And Jamie says, yeah, I never really cared for them very much. It, there you go. Yeah. And that is a big, big Yeah. Problem. So that's where they yeah. fucked up. That's where mm-hmm. they fucked up because the whole reason that he stabbed the Mad King, the reason he's called the Kingslayer is because the Mad King said he was going to burn down mm. king's landing it was specifically to save the people of king's Landing. well that makes it seem like this is a reveal about that motivation so it um i mean i don't know what the answer would be but it's to me i would read that as oh they're sort of retconning or are giving us a new light on why he killed the mad king but i don't know what that would be well there a major turning point in his uh dynamic with brienne is when, you know, because Brienne, when they first meet, calls him the Kingslayer, is very derisive toward him. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point after he, I think it's after he's gotten his hand cut off, um, you know, saving her from being raped by those, who are those fucking people again? Just random Harrenhal assholes. Hall people. But <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, the he says, you know, do, do they were know? they were working for the Boltons, right? For the Boltons at the time. Mm-hmm. One of them is a Bolton, I think, right? Uh, was it an actual matter. Bolton? Anyway, okay. Point is, you know, there's this uh, really uh, ten- emotionally tense scene in which Jamie tells Brienne about the Mad King, mm-hmm. and you know, have you have you ever heard the story about you know what the Mad King was doing when I stabbed him? Mm. And, you know, that is like telling the viewer what to believe about Jamie. Yep. And it's just again and again, they are just sort of like, oops, mm-hmm. they me. And it, it it's like, are they forgetting? It. Yeah, it's a weird, right. like, do you forget what you wrote? Right. And it, it makes me think about uh, a very different show uh, about the X-Files where, you know, because they have these long seasons and lots of seasons, they'll Mm -hmm. tell you this thing. And it's like the way that you're telling me this, I'm definitely supposed to believe this is absolutely true. And Mm -hmm. then a couple seasons later, they'll tell you something that is in total contradiction. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, no, this is really true. 
And it's like, you know, you expect that when the seasons are really long, there's tons of seasons and the writers don't have total autonomy mm-hmm. over, you know, when to end and whatever else. But with Game of Thrones, this really shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. It just comes across as lazy. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I don't like the term lazy when it comes to the situations because I think these writers work really hard to get it wrong, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like i i don't think it's a lack of effort which lazy suggests i think it's that they there's other reasons um that mm-hmm. it's bad it's not a lack of effort because i i give them you know i assume that they work really hard and they really care and their names are the sure line and that, and that kind of thing but they they can still get it wrong by working hard but um so i don't want to yeah. call it lazy it's just it's just bad writing or something yeah um, i guess lazy is not really what i mean so much as like it suited them for dramatic to, for maximizing dramatic tension earlier mm-hmm. in the series for it to be X, and mm-hmm. now it suits them for it to be Y. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, y, yeah, you know? yeah. They're sort of taking the path of least resistance to kind of get what they want instead of doing doing the hard work of making things kind of work and or, or just yeah. like living with the consequences of what they wrote previously. Mm-hmm. And which yeah, it's, it's may or may not actually be harder to do that i mean maybe they just legitimately think that the story that they wrote here is better than what would have come about if they'd stuck with the yeah but it's so weird if you know that that they were going to end the series with brianne writing these great things about jamie well why not let him live up to those in the final moments of the show you know, yeah. like you say, the scene, the scene when Tyrion's like, "Hey, they're gonna kill us." Yeah, yeah. Why totally twist true. the knife? Why make it go? He doesn't care about anybody but Cersei. You yeah, because that's it's... the point they wanted to make. It's so annoying. It's but so why? Annoying. But why is that a valuable point to make? Who you know, like <laughs> a I good don't... question. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. And it, yeah, and no, was... I, yeah. Yeah, it was also weird how 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 dumb Tyrion was. He didn't make one right move this entire season. And someone pointed out online how, you know, he's not being very smart or like he he frees Jamie from the safest place Jamie could be. <laughs> Staying in Winterfell is the safest place he could be and he frees him to his death. And it's like that when you put it that way, God, Tyrion, what are you doing, man? You know, and it'd be different if it was like, you have to go and, you know, convince Cersei to whatever, you know, it just didn't seem like it was a big mission. So uh, it was just him, you know, trying to help his brother, right? Yeah, yeah, back to ordeal. I feel like they try to soften it by having him like, you know, you got to ring the bells. Remember to tell her to ring the bells. Yeah, which didn't happen. He didn't, he didn't communicate ring the bells. Yeah, and then we get, and then we got Euron again with that ending. That was a horrible, and again, they keep doing this thing. Masande had that curse too, where like there's like like somehow when you come out of water, there's only like one place to come out, you know. So it was like you know, it was that weird thing where like Masande gets captured. She's the only one who gets captured when the the ships get destroyed. So wherever she washed up on shore was the one place they were looking for people. No one else, <laughs> no one else got captured. And then like both Euron and Jamie end up in the same cove somehow. Like yes. at the very end of the world, it's just like I don't understand what happened. And like Euron didn't care about anything; he was just like this nihilist character. By the end, it was, it was just, yeah. and then he's like, "I killed the Kingslayer." You don't care. You don't care about that. That was never your goal. 
like who is even gonna know you kill you know it's like you're going to your grave you know the whole isn't the whole point about these like titles and legends is that people talk about you after your death right like who cares if you go if you die knowing you killed the kingslayer no one else knows so it didn't happen <laughs> so yeah I, the urine thing was super why even have a baby i feel like it didn't even, yeah. even matter that she was pregnant uh it seems like his motivation could have been just to get her pregnant you know like did, didn't even have to come to fruition just being like yeah i i want to be with her so i can sire an heir you know and it'll happen one day it, it's like why even make it a thing like it didn't motivate anybody to do anything different um yeah it's yeah. so it's so weird yeah it's a mess um so it sounds like sounds like we've found some uh you know areas for improvement <laughs> yeah season yeah, seven through eight. Oh. oh yeah so true yeah yeah I, I you know i i do know that there, there's a tendency to you know maybe overreact Mm -hmm. in, in some quarters to series <laughs> finales. That, has anyone ever done uh, that before? Uh, I don't know anyone has ever done that before. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, overall it was, I you know, I think the best thing I can say about it is the season was so bad that it tippered my expectations perfectly for the finale. Yeah, and I so I liked I like I was like totally fine. I'm like oh whatever this is good. The the three main characters that I really cared about, uh, I like how their their endings went. That's you know that was probably fifty percent of what I what it could have liked about the finale. And then they get another ten or fifteen percent for um you know some some of the other character moments and stuff. And so yeah, you know uh, C minus you know c plus overall i think yeah something like that yeah yeah i'd say c i'd give it a c mm -hmm. are we just talking about the episode or like the show as a whole no. uh i mean the episode this yeah okay. I, I i'm so disconnected yeah. from the show as a whole yeah 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 fair it's, enough fair it's enough it's a bit it's a bit tough i mean you know there was a time uh back in the earlier days when i really wanted to like do a podcast and like mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. you know i was like i was like really excited about that idea um i am glad that we didn't do that i just gotta say i think we dodged a bullet on that i, don't I definitely we think we dodged a bullet on that i don't think i would have appreciated spending the time to do a podcast on this show no. yeah yeah no as as it progressed it became clear that mm, mm -hmm. actually the show isn't worth that it's much perfect. trouble yeah. i like the story and i think the books are super cool if you sort of like the show but you want like a more detailed version that's like a bit are a lot more interesting definitely mm -hmm. recommend the books um I, they have their problems but I, they're de there's so much you know uh more uh detailed and uh character development is much better everything is um you know uh, explored in uh in, in a way that makes the plot more interesting overall because they don't shortcut everything mm -hmm. maybe the problem is it's too much stuff if yeah. anything uh like i'll never finish this it's so fucking complicated but like it's uh it's enjoyable and i so i am attached to the story in that way um but as for the show uh yeah 
you know, early on, it was really good, I think. And I think the yep. casting was really good. Yep. I think that actors did a good job uh, in general, even with the bad scenes. You know, I think some of them did good this well this season with their stuff. But so I'll give them all credit for that. Um, uh, but yeah, ugh. yeah. The wrap I think the, up. the one question I had, one last question was um, John deciding to kill Daenerys. How did you guys think that worked? Because I thought it was again, it, it was it was almost like the Arya turning back you know, from killing Cersei thing. It was this weird thing of like, it seemed to happen too quick. One scene, he was like all bought in. And yeah. the next scene he's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill you now. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah, I actually thought maybe the reason that happened is because he doesn't speak Valyrian. So he didn't know that she just said she was gonna go conquer the rest of the world. So once he, once she said it to him, Mm. It was like, oh, you're, oh, like that's how it came across. I don't know if that's. I like agree. What we're I agree. I think. I think her deciding continuing to kill the rest of the people. I think it was more specifically that he realizes he doesn't know bad from good, or he doesn't know what's good, and then her answer was like, it doesn't matter who knows. I know, and right. so that's that's the definition of tyranny. So yeah, right, uh, right. I think he's realizing that she's a tyrant. Yeah, I. I that works for me because it's like a callback to the Kingslayer thing. But instead of stabbing her in the back, he, you know, mm -hmm. stabs her to her face. And, you know, and I think he, he always comes across as ultra sincere to me. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's the hair. Yeah, yeah. To a fault, really. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that, that, that works for me. I, I don't want to see, a version where there's like this long protracted process where he's sort of gearing up to kill her. I think it works better when it's a surprise. Mm. I thought the after I thought at a certain point when they all got back to uh wherever they are, King's Landing or whatever after the battle, I thought the plot of this episode was going to be John, Sansa, Arya and Tyrion sort of conspiring to kill her. Because they all realize how much of a threat she mm -hmm. is, and I thought I thought it was going to be more of like this mission or something. Because yeah. I didn't think I didn't think I didn't know how he was going to get close to her, and except for and then of course he just walks up to her. So I was like, oh, that's <laughs> right. that's pretty that easy. Was a big secret. Yeah, right. he'll just walk <laughs> up to her. Yeah, the thing that I wanted to see happen, I I forget if I told you this, but I, I wanted to see um gray worm just walk up to her as a trusted military advisor mm -hmm. and kill her and then take off the face and it turns out it was aria aria yeah uh but you know you can't she was done people. assassinating you know at a certain point yeah. she just stopped yeah. doing that it wasn't a thing she was gonna do anymore i and and it's interesting that like yeah she just stopped being the faceless person yeah we do not see as far as i know the only time we see her use a face outside of bravos is when she kills water prey yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and in that sense it's kind of like um brand where we we don't see a lot of consequences of him knowing all of this stuff mm -hmm. and you know i i kind of respect that because that that is both of those are really complicating factors to have in a show yeah mm -hmm. uh, you know like alias had this problem when you when you have shows where people can look exactly like other characters that becomes a big problem 
Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Lost had that as well. Oh, was there a character who could look like somebody else? I, no, I think that familiar. happened once or twice, and they mm-hmm. had to write in the, oh, he can't do that anymore because, um, <clears throat> because of reasons. <laughs> because dreams. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, uh, Game of Thrones, you know, what Game a game it was. What a game what it was. What a game it was. Yeah. I got, yeah, I got. There games to play. Yeah, I got the best thing, the biggest thing I wanted, which was the throne destroyed and a new. There you go. Game. You're welcome. So, yeah, I can't complain. I mean, that was a big, they could have totally ended it more traditionally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, I like when Sam proposed democracy and they all laughed at him. Laughed, yeah. 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 Yeah, because it, it was, I mean, none of those people should think that makes any sense. So I appreciated yeah. the realism of that. Um, and that yeah. they, they sort of did one step, this incremental change towards democracy. Well, yeah. well, we'll choose now, you know, and then yeah. they'll expand the franchise, you know, as they say, um, over time. Right. Yes. Right. Nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. <laughs> Are you guys interested at all in any of the spinoff shows? Or is it a wait and see what it, what they're about kind of thing? Yeah, I'm going to be a wait and see. I think a priori, I'm not interested. But if the show looks good, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be hurt or helped in any way by this series. Because, like, it can be very separated in time. So, I don't know. You know, I really like Better Call Saul, and I didn't think I would like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like a direct prequel. You know, I don't think any of these are going to be like right before Game of Thrones or anything. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think they could good shows. <laughs> we see, they have we see Ned Stark writers. being born. <laughs> oh God! Oh please, let's see that. Good right. cast. I mean, you know, I think there's a chance they could be decent, and if it seems like they might be good, I theoretically could be interested. But yeah, without any information, I'm not just automatically interested because it's a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, I agree. And we yeah. saw what they did with Hodor's prequel. I don't need to see anything like that again. <laughs> what was Hodor's prequel? Hodor's oh, prequel boy. was like two scenes where he's like walking around, and then second oh, one, yeah. he says hold the door until there it comes is. to Hodor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. All right, well, all hail King Bran. All hail, <laughs> yes. Long may he reign. If he even cares. If Ugh. he even cares. Yeah. Who knows? tree-eyed raven. <laughs> he was like, didn't he say, like, I'm not even Bran anymore? Oh, like, don't bring that yes, up. He's, he's Bran. And so, like, now the, que- like, the question is, like, was he manipulating everyone into this outcome? Let's is it hope us? so. I mean, is that good? No, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, but like, you know, it would make it more interesting and like coherent at least. Yeah, like I can't <laughs> interfere with the timeline because if I do anything, I might not become king, you know? Yeah, like, and I have to be king because... fans who had this theory that the three-eyed ra- the previous three-eyed raven was... Had a plan. Out. Yeah. It's so true, it's true. It. It makes the it plan was like to get the right track. The plan was to get Bran to be king. Well, I don't think, I think they had more to it than that. Uh, this is a very, very watered down version, but it did involve Bran, so. I think I smell a spinoff. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, until next time.
See you next time then. Ciao. Bye, Craig.